I'm sitting at a table for three hours per day. I feel suffocated. I feel like I'm drowning. My son needs constant help. And of course, I want to give him all that I have. My mental health is at an all-time low. I have my daughter that needs me too. My husband is working. He's an essential employee. I feel like I'm breaking. Does any of that sound familiar? Well, we're going to talk about that today, mamas. This is our quarantine survival strategy. Hey, Courageous Mom. I want you to know that you are so brave, raising those children and giving everything you have for everything that they need. I've been there and understand what it's like to feel like you're lost, to feel tired, and so completely overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Tanya and an autism mom. This journey is not an easy one. It's been demanding and confusing, but it's also been massively life-changing in a great way and has brought me more joy and more laughs than I could ever imagine. You shouldn't walk alone, and that's why I felt called to create this community. Here you'll laugh, find joy, hear inspiring stories, along with support and some tough love to begin your journey back to you again. You have permission to take care of yourself, to go after your dreams, and to be happy and fulfilled every day, even on those tough ones. So let's do this journey together, gracefully, boldly, and courageously. Welcome back, episode two. Today, we are talking about quarantine survival strategies. So I remember in December of 2019, which seems like years ago, I bought a pretty little planner, was so excited for 2020, and I was jotting down all of my goals and dates down in that planner. It's a new decade, so I'm excited about all to come. And two and a half months into the year, there's a pandemic, and we're told to stay home. And I now have to homeschool my children. I definitely wasn't planning on that. No one was. So my daughter is in third grade and my son with autism is in fifth grade. And at first I'm thinking, this is okay. I can do this because I'm looking at it as temporary. We'll be back in school in a few weeks. That's what I'm thinking. Then that first date back got extended. And then that date, it just got canceled. So I totally got this attitude went to, I can't do this one more minute, and I'm about to put my head through a wall. So I've always thought that teachers are walking angels on earth, seriously. And now I know that. I'm not even joking. I want all of you to thank the teachers in your life because they are true saints. And then special education teachers and therapists, oh my word, no words to express my gratitude there. It's the patience that amazes me the most, I think. And our teachers in the school district that we're in They did the absolute best that they could, given the circumstances and just the short amount of time that they had to get everything going. So I know some children that thrived in the remote learning situation. My children were not those children. We got the work done, but it wasn't easy. My daughter missed her friends and my son missed his routine. I could tell my daughter was very nervous about us staying healthy and just the virus itself. My son was repeatedly asking for me to let him go back to school, and I had to keep telling him that I wasn't making him stay home. It wasn't my decision. So when our governor canceled school in Massachusetts, I made sure to bring my son to the TV to read the banner at the bottom of the screen with the text that stated all Massachusetts schools were canceled for the rest of the year. He started to pace and get emotional, which is what he does in moments of high anxiety. 
And it was just hard to watch. And I started to cry too, for so many reasons. One, just feeling so sad for my children and, and knowing how they would be so sad. And clearly I was seeing what my son was going through physically. And my daughter, she's just such a rock star. And she, you know, said, I'm sad, but it is what it is. And secondly, I am thinking, I'm not built for this. I'm not built to homeschool. I need the break mentally. And then three, I'm realizing my son wouldn't get closure in fifth grade before heading to middle school. And that was something that he kept perseverating on the weeks leading up to that decision on school being canceled. He kept saying, I will go back to my school before I go back to middle school. And he kept saying that to me, hoping that I would say, yes, definitely. You're definitely going to go back to your school before middle school. And when I knew that that wasn't happening, it just broke me. And I was so scared for him. And it was a couple of tough days here after that announcement. And then the same happened for summer school after that, once he had registered that, okay, school's canceled for the rest of the year, but I still have summer school or camp. And he kept asking, so when does summer school start? When does camp start? And I kept having to say the same thing. I'm not sure, buddy. I think it may look a little differently this year. And sure enough, it did. It looks a lot different this year. So once the acceptance of school being canceled and being completely remote had said in, we we got to work. And once he accepted it, he stopped asking to go back constantly. So that was a blessing. The decision to close school for the year just definitely helped with helping to move forward. The uncertainty of just not knowing whether we were going back or not was what upset him most. But let's be real, it's upsetting to all of us, especially now. We have no idea what the fall looks like and We're trying to stay positive, but obviously we want to remain healthy, but we want our kids back to school. So there's a level of anxiety for all involved, but we just rolled with it. We got into a routine with the homeschooling. My daughter was so great and she would automatically hop on her calls daily and didn't need me there. And then she'd come down to the table and sit with us and she did the rest of her work. My son needed me there every minute that his homeschooling took place, I needed to be present. We typically spent three hours per day at that table. His teacher would send over a daily schedule, which was very helpful because he's so visual and really loves to check things off. And we would work on all his worksheets and online assignments together, and he would get on his calls. He's always had trouble focusing, but he definitely really struggled now at home with remote learning. So my son was diagnosed with autism at the age of three, but was also diagnosed at seven with severe ADHD. And I will tell you that that is something that he really struggles with. And it was just magnified in this remote learning situation. So we had good days and bad days, but he mostly struggled with those calls in the Google meeting calls. And I think the toughest thing is, you know, there's so much background noise and it could be overwhelming to me. So I can only imagine what it was like for him. And he has this special just sensitivity to babies crying. So if any other of his classmates had a younger sibling and they were crying in the background, he would zone in on that and then he would be done for the day. That was it. Because once he's zoned in onto a sound, it's hard for him to move on and stay focused. So whenever that happened, it was like my heart sunk and I knew we were done and he was about to just break down. So I learned to not force it with him. Obviously, he's he's older now. So I would say this journey 
journey. It's just about learning when to push and when not to. And when he started to get visibly upset and emotional or teary-eyed, and he tends to really start to struggle to find his words, I just say, we're all done. Just head up to your room and that's his space. So he'd go to his room and calm down and it would always kill me because then he would come back down later and he would say, we will try again tomorrow. And I'm like, yes, buddy, we will try again. And it was like those words definitely just got to my heart and just kept me going each day. And at the end of the day, when I was like, I can't do this one more day, especially on the tough day, and he would come down and say, we will try again tomorrow. Like, yes, absolutely. We're doing this. But make no mistake, I was counting down the days to summer vacation, which we're presently in. Definitely doesn't feel like the same kind of summer. But the fact that I don't have to sit at the table for three hours per day, that's like, (laughs) that's like party time to me. But all the days, all the weeks, it was just me with them. My husband is an essential employee, so he was working longer days at points. And between the rain for our spring, the virus, homeschooling, just the news, the depressing news, I really just felt like I was losing it. I struggled with being seriously depressed and just completely unmotivated. And I ate my feelings away. Food has always been my comforter, and this was especially true now. And other than summer, just the heat in Massachusetts and the humidity, I think that's the only reason reason why I've stopped with the eating and it's gotten a little better. But seriously, the cookies, and I've mentioned my cookie addiction before, but it's been really bad. So you know you have a problem when your leggings are starting to get tight. And these pants stretch. So when the pants (laughs) that stretch are not fitting well, that's like a clear sign that we have a problem here. And I stayed far away from clothes that buckled or zipped because I couldn't handle the truth. And I ordered a bunch of flattering summer stretchy dresses because it's summer and I'm hardly seeing people. And it feels good because my clothes lie to me and tell me that everything is okay. So my son has never slept late at all, but his 4 a.m. wake-up calls killed extra when you didn't have to really be up for anything. We would usually start our day around 9 a.m. But his wake-up calls were are not simply just him tapping or poking me to wake up. It's usually his new latest favorite song being played loudly on repeat in my room. But he has a great sense of humor, and he usually only plays the songs he knows that I'm not a fan of, like Stayin' Alive by the Bee Gees or Funky Town by Lips Incorporated. I've never been a fan of those, and he knows it, and it's definitely funny when I'm telling you about it and you're hearing it, but I assure you that at 4 a.m. when you're getting woken up to this music being played loudly near your ear, it's not funny in the moment. So the culmination of all of this, the lack of sleep because our schedules were completely off and I just, some of us were just going to bed so late and then others, (laughs) my son, just waking up super early. So with that and just never having real one-to-one adult time other than a conversation and passing with my husband, and that would always usually be about the virus, I couldn't help but feel like I was suffocating. I was cranky, exhausted, feeling so down for weeks. I had zero motivation and I couldn't get out of my own way. 
And finally, I just, enough was enough. And I started to force myself to create a new routine with some things I previously did before life as we knew it just completely came to a halt. And it took me realizing that who knows how long we'll be in this phase. So I need to, I cannot just stay unmotivated and depressed forever. So I'm just going to have to adapt to this new normal right now. So some of the things that I did to get out of that funk was just getting up early. And sometimes I was forced to by my son, obviously, but getting up early and getting my head right and just praying. So I had stopped that for a little while because I was just sleeping when I could and feeling so unhealthy and I was just surviving. But I realized that I had let go of the time each morning with getting up early and praying. And I usually will will love to listen to Joyce Meyer and I'll also journal and just write down at least five things that I'm grateful for on the daily to focus on the positive. So just getting out of that routine for say, I think it was about a month, I just completely started to fall apart. And I noticed how important important it was to have that time early in the morning. Even if my son was up, he, you know, I'll tell him he can stay in his room, watch a movie, play a game, whatever. And he's pretty good about that. And I just say, I need that time. So that time has become non-negotiable for me because of how much I have realized the difference that it makes. And the second thing that I really made myself do was to stop the comparison. I would be, oh, social media will absolutely kill you sometimes. And sometimes I just have to stay off because I'm sure you completely get this, but you start looking at what other people are doing. And then at the beginning of quarantine, everybody was posting these charts and these schedules. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't even keep up with this. Like, who are these people? But more importantly, who are these children that are going to actually follow the schedule with their parents. It's just mind boggling to me and amazing. So at the beginning, I tried to sort of emulate <laughs> some of what I was seeing, you know, and I'm doing scavenger hunts and, and math division puzzles because, you know, of course, math division is going to be so exciting when you try and put it in puzzle form. So that's what I was thinking. And my son just started getting so irritated with me. And when he's irritated, he will say, why are you my mom? And I just tell him because you lucked out, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. And that is what I was hearing constantly whenever I told him, all right, bud, come on, we're going to be doing this. And why are you my mom? So it was just me trying to do what everyone else was doing. My son actually is a worksheet kind of guy, so which is amazing, but he'd rather do the worksheet, I think, because it's visible. He can see how much and how long it will take. So when I tried to mix in anything else, he was not having it. And the other thing was people were limiting screen time. And I, I am not saying that you're bad if you do that. What I'm saying is please don't think that I'm bad if I let my kids use electronics. And a lot of the time, especially during this time of quarantine, I have had no limits. And I'm sure that so many would be horrified by that, but that's what I did. And that's what I am doing. And I find that as the weather has improved, they'll go out on their own. We're lucky to have a pool. So that has been a huge help. But the main point here is that we're all just trying to survive. We've No one has ever done this before, well, in our lifetime, and we're just rolling with it. So do your thing. Stop the comparison. Believe me, it helps. No one else walks in your shoes. No one knows what it's like to be you and to have those kiddos. So 
do your thing. And next, taking a walk, exercising, getting that back in and doing it alone and telling the kids. And sometimes my daughter or the dog, you know, always wants to be with me and by my side. And I love them both so much. But sometimes it's just about getting out just me with my music and I might walk or go for a run. But with it just being me and not have to worry about, you know, making sure that my daughter's safe because she'll love to bring her skateboard or the dog and stopping. And it's just great to just be me because when you're home and it's just you and the kids all day, you just need that break to not have to look after anyone and just be alone for once. Even if it's just 20 minutes, it definitely recharges you. So get to it and it'll help your health as well. Next, another thing that I would do is binging on a favorite show. Something that just makes you laugh. I love laughing and I'll watch shows that just I know that are guaranteed to make me laugh, like The Office. You can binge watch The Office and it is absolutely hysterical. Or I had never really gotten into it before, but Cheers, my husband and I started watching that and that's great. And then there's so many shows on Netflix or King of Queens. I got into that and absolutely thought that was hysterical. Had never watched it when it was actually out. And just getting a show that you love that'll make you laugh. Something that you can just watch when you can. Because for me, it's tough to watch a show that builds up on each episode. So I can't start a series like This Is Us. I absolutely love that show and I need to watch it all the time. But that's like the only show that I can watch right now that has to, I have to see what's going on on the episode before. But otherwise, keeping it light, keeping it funny and not having to commit to a show is perfect in these times. Besides, I can't take watching the news at all anymore. So if my husband's watching it because he is addicted to the news, I just (laughs) simply exit. And last that has been helpful is just call a friend. And these days it might be just a Zoom call. And I've done a couple of those and you just laugh. And if there's a friend that gets it, and I definitely am lucky to have a fellow autism mom that just she's a great friend she we laugh together and we can find the humor in sort of our everyday lives and that is helpful because sometimes just the day-to-day is so crazy and not many people would believe some of the things that happen so it's so good to talk to a friend that totally gets it maybe it's happened to her and we just kind of just laugh at it so that's just some of the things that have helped me to create some sort of routine in this norm this new norm that we have and just trying to accept where we're at and asking God for grace in my current place and just rolling with it. So I hope you love these steps, mama, and I hope these steps bring you some peace in the chaos. I hope you can implement the steps into your life and I'd love to hear from you. So come into the Facebook group and let me know which of these tips are working for you or if you have some other tips that you want to share that have worked for you during this crazy time. Please come and share them with me. I would love for us to work together and collaborate. So come on over to our Facebook group. Just find us under groups, Courageously Mom. And I hope that you join and share with us. I'm so grateful for you. Much love to you all. And until next time, keep smiling, Courageous Mama. Hey there, me again. One more thing before you go. Thank you so much for listening to the Courageously Mom podcast. I hope you come back to hear some more. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review. 